0: Welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast for Friday, yes, I almost caught myself there, Friday, March 31st, 2017. I am your host, Mr. Manny Brown, aka Manny Fresh, aka Manny Fresco, aka Captain Technical Foul. What's good, y'all? Coming at y'all with a normal slash special edition of the Technical Foul Podcast. It's going to be in a, a solo show today, unfortunately. Uh had some technical difficulties it's been a long week actually so uh first and foremost uh we were going to record our normal time on wednesday but uh our co-host lucas uh luke uh had a death in the family his uh precious dog died man terrible news sad unexpected uh loss to the lucas family so we give a shout out to him man and his family hope they holding up Hope they doing good lost a member of the family, so uh, we had to push the recording back till Thursday, a couple hours ago, and then we got into the studio, we started recording, and we just had a terrible session, man, I mean, full of technical difficulties, no pun intended, so uh, recording didn't turn out the way I wanted it to for a myriad of reasons, but yeah, man, uh, so I'm coming at you with a solo show, I had to scrap the old show because it just was not great audio or great quality at all, and we try to put the best quality out there. So, yeah, you know, solo show, solo show for today, man. Sorry for the long-winded answer, but or the, <laughs> the long-winded intro, but yeah, man, coming at y'all with a solo show uh, today. It's gonna be a short show since it's a uh, fucking one o'clock in the morning, and I gotta go to work tomorrow and catch a flight to the East Coast, going to WrestleMania. Yes, I am a wrestling fan, if you guys didn't know. Huge wrestling fan. Uh, Besides sports, wrestling is my second love. And I've been a fan of wrestling since I was four years old. Um, And one of my uh, bucket list items was to go to WrestleMania. And I get a chance to go to WrestleMania this year for the first time ever. Uh, Not particularly excited about the card, but we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be WrestleMania and it's always awesome, obviously. The experience of being there. Maybe not the card or the matches or the storylines, but you know, whatever. But not to get into that too much. So I gotta catch a flight <laughs> in the next few hours. So I'm gonna make this a short show. But I did wanna come at y'all with a MLB preview edition of the TFP Podcast, man, or the TF podcast. Uh, as you guys know, opening day is now three days and a wake-up i'm in the military man so uh you know i come at y'all with the wake-up i had to throw that in there but uh three days and a wake-up man till opening day i recognize opening day as monday i know that they have three games on espn on sunday but real opening day for true traditional baseball fans opening day is on monday afternoon so monday afternoon the mob season starts i'm excited i'm a huge baseball fan as you guys know Love the sport. I'm excited for the 2017 season. I'm a Mets fan. Uh, We got some big expectations for my squad. We'll get into that. But, um, you know, I'm excited for this season. And it it, it should be a good season. And I think baseball has to really capitalize on the monster postseason that they had, specifically the World Series. Game 7 A 50 million people watched. The World Series, Game 7. I mean, baseball hasn't had 50 million people watching a single game in over 25 years. 25 years. That's a long-ass fucking time, man, since uh, 50 million people watched. I think it was the 91 World Series, Game 7. Probably the greatest World Series ever played between the Twins and the uh, Braves. Twins are obviously winning that uh, in in 10 innings and in that classic pitching duel between Smoltz and... Uh, and uh, oh man what's my man's name I'm having a brain fart it's late guys Jack Morris Jack Morris pitching duel between Jack Morris and uh, John Smoltz obviously uh, Jack Morris going nine innings or 10 innings John Smoltz going nine Uh, so yeah they haven't had 50 million people since then so I think baseball has to really take advantage of this Uh, they got some extra eyes with the Cubs uh, and look, I'm not saying that they're obviously going to get $50 million again. The Cubs were a unique experience. It was the biggest championship in all sports. sports. That's, that's a unique experience. You're not going to get that probably ever again or almost never again. But I still think that they can get some of those people to stick around and check out the product because I think baseball's got a great product right now. I know the game has some issues, specifically pace of play. And me and the guys have gotten into it before on this show about our ideas of what we would do, what we wouldn't do, et cetera. Et cetera. I'm not gonna get into much of that because you know we can kind of beat that into a <laughs> into a into a dead horse. Uh, what changes we would make to, as far as the pace of play, but um, y- you know baseball's got a great product right now. A lot of young players and 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 spread all over the game. It's not just the big teams, but you know there's a lot of players all a lot of young players throughout the game. And revenue sharing has helped. It's not the Yankees and the Red Sox winning all the championships every year. It's not the big $100 million payroll teams winning every year. You have a little bit more of a fine balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, two years ago, the Royals, or almost two years ago now, the Royals won a World Series. The Royals won a World Series. The Pirates, besides you know, outside of last year, were pretty good for the last three or four years. So you got a little bit of balance in the game competitively. Um, And that's always good. That's always good for the health of any sport that fans in the mid to lesser markets feel like they have a chance to compete. Maybe not on an every year basis, but certainly with the right team, they have a chance to compete on a semi-regular basis. I know they were the hunted last year, theoretically. Everybody knew they had a bullseye on their back. Everybody knew that they were the fucking best team. Obviously, everybody knew that, but... There's a different mentality, there's a different mindset between being the hunter, you know, the the, the team that's pursuing the championship, and the hunted, the team that has the strap, that has the belt, that has the championship, that has the ship, whatever you wanna call it. But, uh, you know, the Cubs have some pressure on them. You know, the Cubs now are expected to win. The Cubs now are expected to be a powerhouse, a behemoth. You know, they're not the lovable losers anymore. That shit goes out the window now, you know. The, the the cutesy little lovable Cubs that, you know, by golly, gilly, by gee golly willigers, if they only just ever won, that goes out the window now. Now the Cubs are the Yankees. Now the Cubs are the Red Sox. Now the Cubs are the favorite. You know, they are expected to win, and I think they will. But I think that's always a storyline to watch, and, it's, and especially since it's the Cubs, I think it's going to be especially to watch, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch if they have a little bit of a, a slow start. I think they will. I think, you know, having a deep run like that, an emotional deep run into the postseason like that, game seven in November, uh, you know, I think there will be a little bit of a, of a come down period. Um, I think there will be a, a little bit of a, a slow start. I'm not saying they're going to go out and get out to a nine and 22 start, but I think they will get out to a slow start, uh, maybe a week or two where it kind of, you know, takes them a little bit of time to kind of get their foot under them for a long season. So I think that's going to be something to watch. I think the second storyline to watch is, you know, the lack of David Ortiz on the Red Sox. That's going to be a, that's a topic that's been, to me, in my opinion, really underplayed uh, going into the season. Um, you know, David Ortiz retired. Uh, the the legendary David Ortiz, the great David Ortiz. I know a lot of people don't like David Ortiz for a lot of reasons, but you, you can't argue with his resume. You can't argue with the impact that he had on the Boston Red Sox. Three championships. Um Maybe the most clutch, maybe the greatest postseason player we've ever seen. I mean, he's definitely in discussion, and that's not someone that's easy to replace. You know, he's been the face, he's been the soul, he's been the the rock of the Red Sox for a long time, for you know, almost fifteen years or so, I think. So. That that's not an easy person to replace, man. You can't just, you know, take that guy out of a lineup, out of a locker room, out of a franchise and think, oh, you know, we're gonna just keep on rolling. And I think it's been really underplayed, you know, the lack of David Ortiz in spring training, you know, in, in spring training and the lead up to the season. You know, I think the Reds and the Red Sox are one of those teams, one of these big teams that people expect to not only win their division, but a World Series contender. So the Red Sox are in a situation where their World Series are bust. So I think that's going to be an interesting storyline to watch um, to see how the Red Sox handle that for the first time really since 2003, not having David Ortiz as, as a focal point of their team. And I think that the next storyline to watch is the Yankees. You know, the Yankees for the first time really since 1992, 1993, they come into the season as kind of, I want to say under the radar, but they're really in a rebuild. Officially, the Yankees are in a rebuild. The Yankees are not a team that is expected to contend big. I mean, I know they've been kind of a middling team the last couple of years, but for the most part, for the most part they've still been pretty competitive, pretty. And I think they'll be competitive this year, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit there and say the fucking Yankees are going to lose 100 games or anything like that. But for the first time really in my lifetime, really in you guys' lifetime, the Yankees are not expected to be the behemoths that they usually are, and that's going to be interesting. they got a lot of young players. Is Gary Sanchez legit? Is he a guy that, that the Yankees are going to truly able to build around? I know he had a great rookie year, but it's, I think it's unfair to expect Gary Sanchez to hit what, you know, one' run every 10 at bats or every nine at bats, whatever crazy statistic he was fucking on there in the second half of the season. Um, is Aaron judge legit? You know, these young guys, the Glibert Torres, the Clint Fraziers of the world, are these guys that are building blocks for the next, you know, nauseating core of the Yankees, you know, dynasty or whatever they, they want to call that shit. Fuck the Yankees. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, are the Yankees, are, are the Yankees, you know, set for the next wave of, of competitive to really good teams going forward? Um, I think that's a question mark. And I think that's a storyline to follow. Definitely. I think that's definitely a storyline to follow. I mean, obviously the Yankees are always a big deal; they're always a big storyline. But I think, especially this year, being in a rebuild, I think they're definitely going to be a storyline to watch. So those are my three storylines. I could have thought of it. I could. I could have came up with some other ones. Are the Tigers? Is this the last stand for the Tigers? Are the Tigers a team that kind of needs to win this year? Are they going to tear it apart? Obviously the Royals with all these guys going on free going on to free agency, the Hosmers, the Canes of the world. Um, The Marlins, how do they bounce back from, you know, losing Jose Fernandez? All these stories could be on this list. You know, I'll I'll put them in. You know what? I'll put them on as honorable mention. I'll put them on as honorable mention. But I think those three storylines, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Those are my three storylines to watch. But let's get to these predictions, man. Prediction. All right. So I'm going to start in the American League, the American League East. Um... I've got my AL East champion being the Boston Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are going to be good. I know that we have some question marks about how they handle the departure of David Ortiz, but I think if everybody stays healthy and performs the way they should, I think the Red Sox are clearly the best team in that division. Mookie Betts is a star. Jackie Bradley is really good. Ben he's a, if he's the real deal like everybody thinks he is, I mean, that's another young player in that outfield to build around for the next 10 to 15 years. Um, I think they have enough pitching, although the, the David Price injury would concern me if I'm a Red Sox fan. David Price and that bulky elbow would concern me. So uh, I don't think the Red Sox are a perfect team. I think they have some flaws. Definitely. I don't, I don't love that bullpen. Kimbrell, never, I've never, i never been high on on, on, on Craig Kimbrell. To me, he's a little overrated. He's a guy that I'd never trust in big outs, getting big outs in a big spot. But I will say the Red Sox have, to me, the most talented team in that division by far. I wouldn't say by far because I think the Orioles are talented. Um, obviously, the, the Blue Jays still have some talent. But I think the Red Sox are clearly the best team in that division. Sox are definitely the clear favorites in that division. Uh, with all that talent, um, they should be the favorites. Um, in the AL Central, I'm going to go with a shocker: the Detroit Tigers win the AL Central. I know the the Detroit Tigers. Well, my logic here is I, I've always been a I've always been a fan of Detroit. As far as I, I like that team, I think that team should have clearly have won a championship by now. Um, I think they blew their opportunity in 2013. I thought they had the Red Sox dead to rights in that series, and they blew it. The bullpen blew it. Blame uh, Joe Quinn Benoit in Game Two. But um, I think the Tigers have a good team. I think though, you know, they went down to 162 last year. They should have made the playoffs. They didn't. Realistically, the Tigers didn't win. <laughs> the Tigers didn't make the playoffs last year because they couldn't beat the Indians. I think they were like at 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 a certain point. I think they were like 0 and seven against the Indians. That's ridiculous. I, I think that there should be some market correction with that. I think the Tigers will play better. Um, I think they'll be inspired by the death of Mike Illich. I think those guys will want to play well for him. Uh, the owner that they you know tried desperately to win a championship for for all those years, and they can never get over the hump and watch him win now that, they, that he's dead. Sports works that way sometimes. But I still think the Tigers are a good team. I mean, I just, I, I think the Tigers are still a very good team. I think they have the opportunity to surprise a lot of people. And I, and I like the fact that the Tigers are a little bit under the radar. Nobody's really talking about them. Nobody is kind of mentioning them. They're kind of laying in the weeds. There's a lot of talk of, well, you know, maybe the Tigers are a little bit past their prize. They got a lot of older players. You know the Tigers should have thought about maybe tearing it up at the, at the in the off season, and I think that's going to inspire a lot of guys. The Tigers still have some really good players, man. I mean, Kinsler's still great. Cabrera, I mean, what can you say about Miguel Cabrera? I mean, the guy is an immortal. I mean, he's just a, he's just a beast. He's an immortal. You know, Victor Martinez is still effective. Uh, you know, I don't like, I don't love Justin Upton, but you know, Justin Upson, just, duh, I can't speak. Justin Upton still hits the ball out of the ballpark. So he's still a useful player. Castellanos is slowly coming into his own. And of course, JD Martinez. Now I know he's a free agent and you know, there's still a lot of talk of, you know, if the Tigers get off to a slow start, will they trade JD Martinez? I don't think they will obviously, cause I'm picking him to win the AL Central. So, um, I don't think they'll have to worry about his free agency, at least until the off season anyway, but I think Detroit's going to win that division. Um, in part because I think the Indians, having that deep postseason run, I think it's going to have an effect on the Indians. I really do. I think Kluber pitched a lot last year, especially down the stretch. Miller pitched a lot. I know they didn't have Salazar and Carrasco, and I think that will help. And I still think the Indians are going to make the playoffs. I'm going to pick them as my wild card, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But I don't, I think. I don't think the Indians are going to run away and hide in that division like they did last year. So I think that division will be more competitive this year. I think the Royals will be up to the task. And I think the Twins will be better. So I don't don't foresee that division being as bad as it was last year. I think the Tigers are going to win it. And I think Cleveland is not going to be as good. I think they're still going to be good. But I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. So I got the Tigers winning that division. (sighs) Well... In the AL West, I kinda struggle with this one because Um I know the guys I've I've picked the Mariners to make the playoffs the last few years and they've been sorely disappointed. Like the fucking The Mariners are that team that you just buy stocking like yo it's gonna be this year, it's gonna be this fucking year and they let you down. Yo, the Mariners look good, they look legit, it's gonna be this year, it's gonna be this year, and they fucking let you down. Yo, the Mariners might do it this year, they might do it, my nigga, Ah! And they let you down. So, I know a lot of people that are not picking the Mariners for that same fact. I know a lot of people that have lost money picking the Mariners for that same fact. I'm not gonna do that, I still have faith that this team can finally get over that hump. You know The Mariners have not been to the playoffs since 2001, since the year they won 116 games, broke the all-time uh, wins record. Um, I, I just like that team. I think they have the top to bottom the most complete team in that division. I don't love the Astros as much as you know the, the experts do. I think the Astros have no pitching. Uh, to me, Keuchel was a one-year wonder. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to be able to do that again. You know, Lance McCullers. I keep waiting for this greatness of Lance McCullers, and it never comes. So, I'm not as high on Houston as other people are. Um, Texas, there's just something missing with Texas. I don't know what it is. There's just something missing with that team. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to compete. I think it's going to be the most competitive division in baseball. I I do. I think this is going to be the most competitive division in baseball. I think they're going to be – I think there has a chance to be maybe – Four teams above 500 in this division. Because I think the Angels are going to be better. I think the Angels are going to be better. I think Soch is still a very good manager. They still have Pujols. Trout, obviously, the best player in baseball. They they, they can't be any worse than they were last year. So, I I think the Angels are going to play better. I think the Angels are another team. They're similar to the Tigers. They don't have the talent that the Tigers have. You know, they don't have the pitching that the Tigers have, should I say. But... I think the Angels are going to play better. I think they're lying under the weeds. Nobody's really talking about them. You know, they're getting Garrett Richards back a full season this year. Um, I think the Angels are going to surprise some people. Now, I don't think they're going to be good enough to maybe you know win 90 games and win that division. Um, I think I think they're going to win that. I think the Mariners are going to win that division. Um, oh, I forgot to say the record. So I think the Red Sox are going to win 94 games. I think they're going to go 94 and 68. I think the Tigers are going to win that division with a 92 and 70 record. And I think the Mariners are going to win that division with an 89-73 and 73 record. Like I said, it's going to be a very competitive division. Um, I think you can have four teams there win 80-plus games. I think it's going to be very nip and tuck. They're all going to beat up on each other. I don't think the Astros are that much better than the Rangers. I don't think the Rangers are that much better than the Astros. And I don't think the Angels are that far off. So I think that division is going to be competitive. I think Oakland is still the team that's kind of lagging behind. Oakland's a year, a year or two away. Who knows if they ever get Sunny Gray in one piece, but that's Oakland, and they want it that way. They're constantly competing, rebuilding, doing whatever it is that they fucking do. But that's my pick for the American League divisions. My two wild cards, um, I spoiled it earlier. Cleveland is my um, first wild card. I don't think they're going to be as done as they were last year, but I still think they're going to be pretty good. I think Cleveland still has that wonderful pitching. They clearly have the best pitching staff in the American League. Um, not even, not even a debate. I think. Um, while I, while I don't think Kluber is going to be as good as he was last year, because I think that postseason run is going to have a little bit of an effect on him. Um, to what extent we won't know for sure, but I think it will have some effect on him. And I'm and I'm interested to see how Miller bounces back. You know, Miller pitched a lot last year. He pitched a lot last year, so it's going to be interesting how he bounces back from all that work. So um, I don't think they're going to be as good. Who knows with Brantley. I know that you know they have optimism that Brantley's going to be ready, but who knows. I love the Edwin Encarnacion deal. I mean, they, they, to me, got a steal for Edwin Encarnacion. To get a guy like that, a game-changing offensive player in the middle of your lineup, that's a hell of a move. So... I love the Encarnacion deal, I think it's it'll help them, but in the end, I think the Tigers probably have a little bit better chance of winning that division, just for the simple fact that I think the Indians won't be as dominant, I think the Tigers will play better against the Indians, and I think their pitching is going to be a little bit, not not bad, obviously, but I think the, t- the pitching is going to take a little bit of time to kind of get going. I think getting Salazar back healthy and Carrasco back healthy is going to be a big addition to that team, definitely, so I think that helps. But I, I still think the Indians finish second um, as my first wild card. Um, their record? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say they finish 90 and 72. I think they finished two games off the pace. I think that's gonna be a competitive. I think it's gonna be competitive at the top. I think the I think the Royals are gonna finish anywhere between 84 and 86 wins. And then I think the two. And I think while well, I think Minnesota's gonna be better. I can see them finishing 73, 74 wins. So I don't think that's going to be that competitive of a division, but competitive enough where I think um, the Tigers win 92 games and the Indians finish as the wild card with 90. Um, and then my second wild card, and I struggled with this one because I could have gone either way. I could have picked one of the AOS teams, and obviously the AL East has a couple teams that you can go go with. Oh, man. I struggled with this one, but I am going to pick. Hmm. (sighs) I'm going to pick the Blue Jays. I I think. People are kind of writing off the Blue Jays because obviously they lost Edwin Encarnacion, but I still think the Blue Jays made some solid deals. I think getting Kendrick Morales was a good pickup. Obviously, he's not going to be able to give you what um, he's not going to be able to give you what the production that Edwin Encarnacion had. Fuck no, that's just not going to happen. I mean, Edwin Encarnacion is one of the best offensive players in baseball, but I think Kendrick Morales on that team. I think he can hit 23, 24 home runs, especially in that ballpark, driving 100 RBIs. Um, you know, I think he's a solid pickup. Um, I still think they have Donaldson, obviously. They have Donaldson still. They have Tulowitzki. I mean, I know Tulowitzki has not been great for them, but you got to believe that Tulowitzki, one of these years, is going to get it together. So why not this year? Bautista back on a one year deal, a prove it deal. you got to believe he's going to be motivated to, to, to get one last payday out of his. Out of his uh, playing days, so I, I think Batista is going to have a good year for them. I struggled with this one because I went into the show thinking I was going to pick the Orioles, but I'm just not sold on the Orioles pitching staff. I'm really not. I, I have the Orioles finishing with 87 wins. I'm not sold on the Orioles. I, I just I know Gaussman and Bundy are, are have a hell of a lot of potential, and they have the chance to kind of take that next step. I just don't love starters three, four, and five. I just don't. Ubaldo Jimenez what is he what is Ubaldo Jimenez I know he sucks I know he fucking sucks but you you keep hoping that the talent one of these days is eventually going to pick up again like it was in that I think 2009 when I think he started 15 and 0 or something like that and it just has never never materialized it's just never happened again for him so I don't know I I just don't love the Orioles pitching I don't I, I don't love it um you know they got a lot of they got a lot of four or five starters on that team besides and even Gaussman and 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 Bundy. You know, Gaussman took strides last year Bundy when he was help, you know, when he was when he was healthy and he came up to help them, he he really helped them. So but even those guys are not proven. You know, how do we know Dylan Bundy is going to be the ace of that team? He has the potential, he has the talent, but you know, there's there's no guarantee that Dylan Bundy's gonna do that. So and Gaussman has kind of been a guy that we've been waiting on a couple years, you know, last couple years. But you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, Gaussman's gonna be that guy. So we'll see. We'll see. I came into the show thinking I was gonna pick or and the Orioles. Matter of fact, I had the Orioles picked and written down, but um I switched it. Um I'm gonna go with Toronto. I still think Toronto has enough there. They got Sanchez still, Strowman I love. Strowman I think he's gonna have a good year. I think he's gonna, I think this is the year where Strowman kind of breaks out and becomes that top line pitcher that I think a lot of people have expected Marcus Strowman to, to be and he's kind of teased it a little bit but he's never really taken that, that step. I think this year is the year that he finally takes that step, finally becomes the guy that I think everybody has expected Marcus Strowman to be for the last few years. Um, I think uh, the Yankees finish in third place um, in that division. Um, No, no, I I think the Yankees finish in fourth place. I think the Yankees will be competitive. I can see the Yankees winning 83, 84 games, about the similar pace of last year. Um, The Yankees are rebuilding, or retooling, as they like to say, whatever, they're rebuilding. And I I, I just think think it's a lost cause in Tampa. I I just do. I, I think they need to get out of Tampa Bay, but that's another argument. I just think it's a lost cause in Tampa. I, they'll be competitive. They'll never—they're never, they're never going to be terrible, but I, I just don't—I don't see Tampa being really a factor. I know they have the pitching; they have pitching, and that—that's that's what allows them—that's what allows them to be competitive. And they've got some good pieces there, but uh, I don't see it with Tampa. I don't. But um, so I've got. Cleveland and Toronto as my wild cards in the American League. Um, Let's move over to the senior circuit, the NL, and uh, We'll start with the NL East and of course now, of course y'all y'all knew I had to pick my boys, right? Like come on now (laughs) Like y'all really thought I was gonna do this show make an MLB prediction show and not pick my boys Like come on now. Come on now. Come on now son. Nah, but for real, I think uh, I think it's our year I'm gonna sit there and say that I think it's more than any other year. I think it's lined up for us. I I, I let me let me uh, let me not get too engaged in this. So the NL East, I have the Mets winning the NL East. I think I think if we're healthy, and I mean we as in the pitching staff, I think if the rotation is healthy, the the bullpen is healthy. I know they're gonna lose Familiar for the first two, 15 games, and they actually caught a break with that because everybody in baseball thought he was gonna get similar to Chapman. But obviously, the you know MLB conducted their investigation, found out that the details of it were a little murky. Was turns out it wasn't uh, as severe as it may have been reported. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't like to speculate on people's households. Whatever. So the Mets actually caught a break with that. So 15 games. He'll be back in two weeks. Um, but if the bull, if the bullpen is healthy and effective and playing up to their potential. If the rotation is healthy, if the, if our position players one through nine are healthy, I just think we have the best team in that division. I really do. Um, I think we have the best pitching staff in baseball. Bar none, that's it. There's no debating. There's no arguing. That's it. The Mets, when they're healthy, have so much pitching. It's I mean, it's 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 scary. I mean, the fact that we're debating putting Seth Lugo, the fact that Seth Lugo is going down to triple A. Seth Lugo, Seth Lugo, you mean you want we were just talking about the Orioles not having enough pitching. You think the Orioles would want a Seth Lugo? They'd they, they, they do backflips if, if they can get their hands on Seth Lugo. You think the Orioles wouldn't want a Zach Wheeler or a Robert Gazelman? Abso-fucking-lutely, they would. So we have so much fucking pitching. It's it's scary. Um, I know Harvey's coming back from an injury, a serious injury, that thoracic outlet uh, surgery. It's a little bit of an unknown as there hasn't been a lot of guys that have come back from that injury. So there's no real barometer to weigh it against. There's no real comparison. And... You know, Harvey had a little bit of a slow spring, but I I didn't really worry about it. I mean, again, to to expect a guy after basically getting a rib removed to come out there and throw 98 and just blow hitters away right off the bat, I think it was a little bit unrealistic. I get it. It's spring training. It's seven fucking weeks. The riders need something to talk about. The The last start of spring training, Matt Harvey threw 97. I think... Matt Harvey's going to be okay. I really do. I'm not as, I mean, I'm concerned, but I'm not worried. I think eventually, now, do I expect Matt Harvey to be, you know, 6-0 in April and have 100 strikeouts? Probably not, but I think Harvey's going to be okay. I really do. I think he's going to be okay. And then our top two, DeGrom, Syndergaard, I put our top two against anybody. I really do. Syndergaard to me is my, I'll go ahead and say it right now. is my Cy Young pick. I think Syndergaard, if he's healthy, if the bone spurs aren't an issue, Syndergaard is gonna mow him down this year. He really is. Oh, I fucking oh god, Syndergaard is my motherfucking nigga. I swear, I swear that dude is my motherfucking nigga, bro. Straight up. And Degrom, we got a Degrominator. The Degrominator, healthy finally. I think Degrom's gonna have a big year. So I'm, I'm excited, man. You know, now are we invincible? Are we the perfect team? No. I think we need to get something out of Jay Bruce. Hopefully, Jay Bruce isn't one of these guys that just can't play in fucking New York. I I think he might be, but I don't know. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, we'll see what Jay Bruce can give us. Um, so we're not we're not a perfect team. Obviously, Travis Darnot is an issue at behind the plate. He's had a good spring, but he's still not throwing runners out on the base pads. So I don't know. To me, this is a make or break year for two of our regulars. This is a make or break year for Duda, and this is damn sure a make or break year for Darno. Darno needs to get his act together. He needs to prove that he's a guy that we can rely on going forward for the foreseeable future. And if not, I think we have some problems because our backup is Renee Rivera. Polwecki has not shown himself to be a major leaguer, at least at this moment. So, you know, it's it's all on Darno's court now, so Darno better get it done. He's got the opportunity. He's got the faith of of the coaching staff and management. They brought in Glenn uh, uh, Glenn Glenhoff I think it was Glenn Hoff. I forget his fucking name. To you know the catching, you know the third base coach for, to be the third base coach and the catching instructor for Darno. He came. I think he came from Arizona, I believe, um, to work on to work with Darno. So far, it's been mixed results in spring, but we'll see. We'll see. So I've got the Mets. Winning ninety-five games, ninety-five and sixty-seven, and winning the NL East. Um NL Central. <laughs> I mean, do we really need to talk about it? Do we really need to go ahead and cover that? Cubs. I can't stand the Cubs. I'm a Mets fan and I hate Ricketts and him bashing my fucking fan base. Fuck that dude. But it's the Cubs, man. It's the Cubs. I mean there's there's just really nothing else to say. I don't think they're as good as they are as, as they were last year. I don't think they're gonna be as invincible as they were last year. I'm sitting here drinking one of my son's apple juices. I was, I was fucking thirsty trying to do the show. I need something to drink. It's too cold outside to go to my garage and get some fucking water. So I'm drinking some Mott's apple juice. Sue me. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, so the Cubs, I, I mean look, I, I don't think the Cubs have many flaws. The one thing I would be concerned about is that you know the, the hunter fact the, the, you know the hunted factor? It's an intangible quality I know, so you really can't put a uh, too much stock in that. It, but there is a tangible aspect to it, and also I think the pitching staff. I don't love the Cubs pitching. You know, John Lester is, is, is how how's he gonna deal with the wear and tear of last off of last postseason? Lackey looks old. Mike Montgomery, uh, okay. Next, Brett Anderson. Next. Arietta, is he Arietta from two years ago? Or is he Arietta from last year? Or is he a mixture of both? Who knows? And is uh, Kyle Hendricks a one-year wonder? Is he Kyle Hendricks of last year? Or is he Kyle Hendricks of the year before that? Is Kyle Hendricks the modern-day Greg Maddux? Or he's a one-year wonder? I think those are questions that really need to be answered for the Cubs. But I don't think they're fatal flaws. And I think the Cubs are going to be as good... I think they're gonna be good. I don't think they're gonna be as good as last year. I think the Cubs win 96 games. 96 and 66. They clearly they're the class of that. They're clearly the class of that division. I'll say that. And I think they win that division not easily. I think that division will be more competitive this year. So um but I do think they'll win it eventually, 96 and 66. Um The NL West. This I am going with the San Francisco Giants. I know an odd year picking the Giants is always a tricky proposition, but I like the Giants. I like the Giants' pitching staff. I think the Giants have the second best pitching staff in the NL. I think the Giants have the the third best pitching staff in baseball. I think anytime you can start with Bumgarner, Cueto, and Matt Moore, you got a hell of a pitching staff. What can we say about Bumgarner? I mean, he's a beast. He's a fucking He's a fucking monster, man. I mean, Bumgarner is that guy. (laughs) There's nothing else to say about Bumgarner. He's that guy. He's just that guy. If he's healthy, he's right. He's that guy. Moving on. Um, Cueto. I like National League Cueto more than I do AL Cueto. So I think Cueto's a good pitcher. He's in the National League. I I think he plays a good wingman to Bumgarner. Um, so I, I think Cueto's a very good pitcher. I think he's a very good number two. And then I love, 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 loved one of the most underrated moves of last trade deadline was the acquisition of Matt Moore. I think Matt Moore in the NL, I thought that was a big pickup. I think Matt Moore is going to have a major year for the Giants. I really do. I like Matt Moore a lot. Matt Moore, to me, has always been one of those guys that has had a lot of talent, but it's kind of been either health or putting it all together. I think this is the year where I think, A, he's, finally, he's healthy for a full season and he puts it all together, especially in the National League with the Giants as their third starter. I think Matt Moore's going to have a monster year. I really do. I like Matt Moore a lot. I think he's in a perfect situation. There's not a lot of pressure on him because you got two other pitchers at the top of the rotation to kind of take some pressure off of him. Um, so I think Matt Moore's going to have a real good year. I really do. And then Samarja Samarja. He's just Samarja. (laughs) As my boy Luke said, he should be still playing wide receiver somewhere. He should be on somebody's practice squad, making, you know, being a receiver. Samarja. I mean, I like Samarja, but Samarja to me is a guy that I've been waiting on for a long fucking time. I thought when Samarja came in, When when Samarja came up, I thought Samarja was going to be the next great pitcher. He was athletic, obviously, with the football background. He was a tough, physical guy. I thought he was going to win 20 games every year and be a very good pitcher for a long time. And he just has not really ever put it together for whatever the reason. He's just not put it together completely for a full year. He's had stretches. He's had moments. But Samarja, Samarja, Samarja. I mean... He'll be good sometimes. He'll be he, he you know what he is? You know what Samarja is? He's AJ Burnett. I figured it out. Jeff Samarja is AJ Burnett. Now he doesn't have the arm trouble and the injury history that AJ Burnett had, but damn it, he's a, he is the ultimate tease, just like AJ Burnett. That motherfucker at times can be lights out, and at times he is fucking horrible. He is AJ Burnett. Basically. So my wildcard teams for the National League, I will go with the Nationals, I can't stand those motherfuckers. Sorry, Luke. That's his. That's his squad. The Washington Nationals, of course. Mr. DC likes the Nationals. Go figure. But anyway, um, the Nationals have a good team. The Nationals have a good team. I worry about that bullpen. Blake Trining. Blake Trining is your closer. <laughs> Blake Trining now. Okay. Good luck with that. I don't love that bullpen. I don't love that rotation. Past three, four, and five. I think the Nationals, when healthy, have just as good, if not better, a better top two than we do. I think we have a we have the slight edge because, to me, I would take Degrom over uh, over over uh, Strasburg. But Scherzer is every bit as good as Syndergaard, if not better. So I think when healthy, those two guys are are monsters. It's the rest of that rotation that would concern me. Joe Ross. Tanner Roark, Really? (laughs) Really? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And Gio Gonzalez. I mean, Gio Gonzalez. What is Gio? Now, preface this. Gio always beats the fucking Mets. I mean, against the Mets, Gio Gonzalez is like fucking Tom Glavin. Against everybody else since 2012, he's basically Oliver Perez. Go figure. But anyway... What is Gio Gonzalez? I mean, is Gio Gonzalez the same guy that won 21 games or 20 games? I think a couple, you know, a few years ago. I think in 2012, or is he the guy that he was last year? For the Nationals' sake, he better be the guy that he was a couple years ago, or I don't love that pitching staff. I don't love that pitching staff at all, and they gave up, and they to me made one of the I, one of the dumbest trades I've ever. Not dumb in the sense that they, tra- they they traded the guys that they traded, but for who they got back. And I like Adam Eaton. He's a nice player. A very good player. But you're trading top-flight pitching prospects for Adam Eaton? For Adam Eaton? I don't know about that one. So, yeah, that, that deal. And you guys know how I feel about Rizzo. Rizzo's the most overrated GM in baseball. Can a guy, can I, can that guy put a team together that can get out of the first round? Can that guy put a, a team together that can get out of the division series? How many managers is Mike Rizzo going to hire, by the way? I, I swear Mike Rizzo's had a chance to hire like 17 managers since he's been in Washington, but whatever. So, uh, the Nationals are going to be the wild card team in the NL. Um, the marlins i can see, you know what the marlins are going to be one of my surprise teams i think the marlins have a chance to win 80 games i think the marlins the marlins can go either way the marlins obviously have to deal with the loss of of jose fernandez and that's a huge 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 thing to deal with but i almost think in a funny way that's a young team it's a, it's a, it's a team full of young guys a family atmosphere to that team, a togetherness to that team. I think losing Fernandez in a weird way is going to kind of unite that team. Um, I can see the Marlins being a pesk. I can see the Marlins winning 82, 83 games, you know, being in it until, you know, the second week of September and then kind of fading. But I think the Marlins are going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people, for real. Um, And then the Braves. Look, the Braves are going to be better. They're going to be more competitive. But... The Braves are still a year or two away from really being a big-time team, in my opinion. I think the Braves are at least a year or two away from being a big-time team that I can that I can sit there and say, oh, man, the Braves are going to win. The, way, the Braves are going to win big-time games going forward. So I'm not ready to buy the Braves yet. And... <laughs> yeah, the Phillies are the Phillies. So no need to spend any time with them. Uh... And then my second wild card team, um, I struggled with this one. This is gonna be, so I didn't wanna go with the Cardinals. I, I mean, I, I, going into it, I was thinking the Cardinals because I think the Cardinals are gonna have a bounce back year. But then I started thinking, Alex Reyes is out for the year. Waka, who knows what Michael Waka is. Is Michael Waka the Michael Walker that basically everybody in baseball anointed as the next great pitcher in 2013? Or is he the guy that he's been the last couple of years? Now, I know he's been hurt. I get that. But what is Michael Waka? And is Wainwright the same? Is he the same guy? Is he the guy that you know the Cardinals can count on for five, six, seven years to be that guy to just win 19 games, you know, have a sub-two ERA, and just be a, a, a mainstay at the top of that rotation? Is he that same guy? I don't know. I don't know. I like Carlos Martinez. I think he's a good pitcher. Um, do I think he's a, I think he's a number one. I, I don't think so, but Carlos Martinez, if you can start a if you can start your rotation with Carlos Martinez, you're definitely doing good, but I just don't love the Cardinals starting pitching. Um, you know, Lance Lynn's coming back, Mike Leake. uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't trust the Cardinals starting pitching Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's going to be competitive. I'll say this. I think I think the Cardinals are gonna be in the wild card discussion. I think Pittsburgh's gonna be in the wild card discussion. We'll get to the NOS teams. I think the Dodgers will be the, the will be in the wild card discussion. But if I had to pick a second wild card, I'm gonna pick the Colorado Rockies. I wanted to have one kind of oddball pick out of this whole prediction, because I think I'm going with chalk for the most part in all these picks. Um but I, I kind of wanted to have an off-the-wall pick. I like the Rockies. I like what the Rockies did this offseason. Um, I think they gave Desmond a little bit too much money, me personally. But I like what the Rockies did this year. I think I like what the Rockies... Look, if the Rockies can ever get decent starting pitching, the Rockies are going to be a, have a chance to be a good team. And I think they have decent starting pitching this year. They got a lot of young, high upside guys. Um, and, you know, they just need these guys to be decent. They don't need these guys to be... Matt Harvey, they don't need these guys to be Max Scherzer, they don't need these guys to be Jose Fernandez, God rest his soul, but they just need these guys to be solid, they need these guys to be fucking competent, competent enough in Coors Field anyway, so I I, I know I'm going out on a limb, it's a fucking odd, but well it's not, I guess a lot of people like the, the Rockies, a lot of people, I know they had the, the, the cancer scare with Bettis, that's a, that's a huge hit. I don't worry about their record in spring training. To me, spring training is overrated. I've seen teams go winless in spring training and then go out there and win a division. I've seen teams be absolutely fucking dog shit horrible in fucking spring training and then go out there and win. And then I've seen teams that go, you know, 20, you know, the 1984 Detroit Tigers on motherfuckers and start out 35 and 5 and then, you know, lose 90 games. So spring training, I, I take with a grain of salt. I'll say that. So I don't worry about too much about uh their lackluster uh sp- you know spring training. I-, I just think they're I think their offense is great. I know they play in Coors Field, but I think their offense is great. Arenado is a star. They still have cargo there. Um you know, they got the they got uh, DJ LeMahieu. Uh they got the guy, they got a couple kids in the outfield that I like. I mean, I just like the Rockies. I think and why not go with the Rockies, you know? Why not? Why not? I could be fucking wrong. Matter of fact, I might might as well be fucking wrong. But why not go with the Rockies, right? So I got the Rockies as my second wildcard team. Um, a lot of you may be wondering why I didn't pick the fucking Dodgers. Well, I'll tell you why I didn't pick the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are so fucking overrated. I am so tired of listening to Dodger fans and experts and the Ken Rosenthals and basically watching everybody on MLB Network wax poetic about the fucking Dodgers. Like, what are they seeing? What what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing about this great Dodgers team that, you know, man, oh man, you are missing the boat. I don't think the Dodgers are that good. I just don't. I think the Dodgers are so overrated. What am I missing? What am I missing? I don't think the Dodgers are that great. I really don't. I think the Dodgers you know, for a team that has a $200 million payroll, and I know that's from more so, more or less, that's more from a, a past regime. For a team that has a $200 million payroll, they got a lot of parts. Outside of Turner, Seeger, who's going to be great, and obviously the immortal Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw, I mean, there's nothing to say about Kershaw. Kershaw is the best pitcher in the sport, bar, bar none. There's no, not even a debate. i like to see him win a couple playoff games. <laughs> I'd like to see him show up and not get... Mauled in elimination games when his team is when his team's back against the wall, but nonetheless Kershaw's the stud Outside of those two guys Gonzalez is getting older am I supposed to get excited about Logan Forsythe? I mean If you hear people talk you think Logan Forsythe is Jeff Kent He's a nice player, but you know, he's not Jeff Kent I'm not even sure he's Craig Biggio (laughs) so Yeah The outfield, Puig, I'm tired of waiting on Puig. I'm tired of waiting on Puig. To me, Yasiel Puig is Yasiel Puig. I've lost all hope that Yasiel Puig will be the guy that we all thought he would be. When this guy came up, we thought he was going to be, my God, he's going to be Bo Jackson. And he ain't Jermaine Jackson. So he's not Austin Jackson. So... I'm tired of waiting on uh, Yasiel Puig. If it comes, it comes great. If it doesn't, which most likely means it, it won't, then there you go. And then Jock Peterson, I mean, when he makes contact, he's okay. <laughs> but that's when he makes contact. And then, I mean, who's who's their left fielder? I mean, uh, the Dodgers, the Tolls, Andrew Tolls, the Dodgers are not that good. And their pitching staff, you want to talk about the Orioles. Their pitching staff outside of Kershaw is suspect as fuck. I know everybody loves Urias, but I wasn't impressed with the few starts. I know he had a better second half than he did the first half, and he was 19. I get all that. But I was not impressed with Urias. I don't think he was ready to pitch last year in the major leagues. And even if he's better this year, I don't think he can step in and be the number two guy right away. I mean, the Dodgers have a lot of four and five stars. Let's be honest. I mean, Rich Hill, I know he had a you know, a career revival the last year and some change, but when Rich Hill is your second best pitcher, you got a problem. Let's be real. When Rich Hill, when you're counting on Rich Hill to be your 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 wingman to your Kershaw, you got a problem. That's all I'm going to say. So, I think the Dodgers are so overrated. Arizona, uh, what is Arizona? Arizona is Arizona's another one of those teams that you know every year I hear Arizona. I love Goldsmith. Goldsmith is the truth. He is a great hitter. But what is what is Arizona? I'm still waiting on Arizona. Shelby Miller. I know everybody's going gaga over Shelby Miller because he threw 99 in spring training. Shelby Miller got Larusa fired. So until Shelby Miller does something of note for me, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not banking on Shelby Miller. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. You can do it, but I'm not going to do it. That's just me. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not going down that boat with Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller got Dave Stewart and Tony DeRosa fired. It was a stupid trade, turns out, but yeah. So, I'm not I'm not putting myself I do like the Taiwan Walker acquisition cuz I think Taiwan Walker has talent, and I think he has a chance to be a dominant pitcher if he puts it all together. I don't know if it's going to be in Arizona, but we shall see. So I think Arizona is going to be a 77-85. I think they'll be better than they were last year, but I don't think they'll be that much better. And San Diego is going to be the worst team in baseball. Mark it down. San Diego will be the worst team in baseball. They are just horrible. Oh, they're just horrible. I mean, they got Jared Weaver as their second starter. That, that, should, that should tell you everything that you need to know right there. Jared Weaver, who throws fucking 60. <laughs> Jared Weaver, who throws fucking 45, is, is their second starter. That should tell you everything you fucking need to know. So, I, I think the Padres are going to be. So, my two wild card teams are the Washington Nationals and the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. I know. I know. I had to go out on a limb, man. I had to go out on a limb. Try to make this prediction show fun. Anyway, um, postseason, obviously, in the NL wildcard game, you've got the Rockies and the Nationals. I'm going to take the Nationals winning an important game for a change and beating the Rockies. Um, in the other division series, and then the Nationals go on to play uh, the Cubs in the NLDS, and I think the Nationals beat the Cubs in the NLDS. I know, shock. The the, the the Nationals finally, finally Finally get past the division series. How about that? Wow. How about that? Man, how cute. And then in the other division series, I got the Mets and the Giants in a rematch from the wild card game. This time, though, this time, this time, I don't believe in Connor Gillespie coming up with ninth inning heroics. And it's not going to be one game do or die. It's going to be, at the most, a five-game series. I think the Mets defeat the Giants. And then you've got The Mets and the Nationals in the NLCS. And I think the Mets in seven over the Nationals. I think it's going to be a tough, hard-fought, emotional series. But I think the Mets eventually come out on top, defeat the Nationals. And the Mets are your NL champions for the second time in three years. And then we're going to the American League. So, obviously, in the American League, my two wild cards were... uh, Shit, who were my two workouts? Cleveland and Toronto. They'll play in the in the AL wildcard game. I got hmm, I got Toronto avenging the loss in the ALCS last year to Cleveland. And I think Toronto defeats the Indians in the playing game. In the uh, wild wildcard game, should I say, sorry. And then I got Toronto going on to compete against the Boston Red Sox in the NL in the ALDS. And obviously the Tigers and the Mariners in the other ALDS. I've got the Red Sox defeating the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm going to say in four games. I'm going to say in four games. And then I've got the Tigers defeating the Mariners in four. And then I've got an ALCS of Red Sox and the Tigers, a rematch from 2013. And although this time I've got the Tigers upsetting the Red Sox and Going to a World Series. So my World Series pick are the Detroit Tigers Versus the New York Mets the Mets will have home field advantage because the NL will do me a fucking favor and win the all-star game for a fucking change how about that and So the Mets will have the home field advantage and I think the Mets will defeat the Tigers in six games I think the Mets will win in six, and the Mets will win their first championship since, of course, 1986, and they will raise a banner in the air, and they will raise a trophy in the air, and they will have a parade down the canyon of motherfucking heroes, because they will be heroes to me and many other Mets fans, and we will have a world champion for the first time since 86. So, that's my prediction. Mets-Tigers World Series, I'm sure that it won't work out, Watch it be like pirates and fucking the Rangers, some god awful shit like that. So we'll see. Obviously, there's no but but book it, damn it, book it. This is gonna be my picks. Fuck it. As far as for as far as individual awards, I and my AL MVP, I could give it to Trout. I could give it to many a guy. Hmm. I like to go out on a limb with these. Um. For AL MVP. Hmm, I'm gonna go, I thought about this too, I thought about this one, I'm gonna go with Manny Machado, I think Manny Machado's gonna win the AL MVP, why not, I think Machado, I think this is the year that Machado really takes that next step and becomes a fucking superstar. Like he's he's already I mean he's already an all-star, multiple time all-star. He's already recognized as one of the best shown players in the game. But I think this is the year that Machado kind of takes that next step and becomes a fucking dominant player, becomes that motherfucking guy. So I think Machado wins an MVP this year. Um AL MVP, uh, Manny Machado. Why not? And AL Cy Young. Hmm. A. L. Cy Young. I am going to go with um. <laughs> no, not Luis Severino, Yankee fans. No, 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 no. <laughs> no Yankee will be winning a Cy Young anytime soon. No, no, not with that fucking dumpster fire of a rotation. Um. I'm gonna go with Marcus Stroman for A. L. Cy Young. Yeah, why not? I'm going to go with... A- I think Marcus Strowman's going to have a big year. I think he's going to have a dominant... I-, domin- I don't know. But why not? Why not Marcus Stroman, right? Why, why can't he come out of nowhere and win an AL Young? Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Marcus Stroman as my AL Siam. Yep, that's what I'm going to go. And rookie of the year? Benintendi. Easy enough. And no. Ah, uh, NL MVP, I could go with my man, Cespi. I could go with that asshole, Bryce Harper. I could go with a lot of people. I'm gonna go with Nolan Arenado for NL MVP. No, actually, you know what? Giancarlo Stanton is my NL MVP. Giancarlo Stanton. I think Giancarlo Stanton is gonna have a not a good year, not a great year, not a dominant year, but Giancarlo Stanton is going to have a fucking immortal year, a fucking monstrous year, a year of all years. I think I think he can hit 50-plus home runs this year. I think Giancarlo Stanton is going to have a monster year this year. If he stays healthy and he plays a fucking full 162 or at least 150, I think Giancarlo Stanton will have a monster year this year. So I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton. I almost chose Arenado. But I'm going to go with Stanton. I'm going to go with Stanton. I think this is the year Stanton wins an MVP. Yeah, I like that pick. And then for NL Cy Young, come on now. (laughs) Come on now. Y'all know. Y'all know I got to pick my boy. The Thor. The Thunder God. Yes. My man Noah motherfucking Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard will win the NL Cy Young. That's it. I like that pick. Met fans, do you like that pick? I think they do. Yep, they like that pick. So we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that as our pick for uh, the NL Cy Young. As far as rookie of the year, man. Um, Did Trey Turner keep his rookie status? I don't think so. So I don't think he he qualifies as a rookie. Man, who's going to be a rookie of the year? Fuck. Man, Ryan Shempf, no. I don't think he has rookie status. I don't think. From the Padres. Um, Damn. I can't, I honestly can't think of a rookie of the year. I can't think of one. Urius? no. Somebody on the Reds, nah, no. Shit, I can't think of one. I can't think of one right now. I'm at a loss for. You know what? I thought of somebody. Dan, Dansby Swanson. Why not? I think he kept his rookie status. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dansby Swanson for Rookie of the Year. I know a lot of people are picking Dansby Swanson, but, you know, what the hell? I'll go chalk with that one. Dansby Swanson for Rookie of the Year. And that's my picks, man. That is my picks for the 2017 Major League Baseball season. I can already smell the fresh grass. I can already smell it. Man, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited, man. I can already smell the fucking fresh grass growing. <sighs> it's baseball, it's back. Thank fucking God. I want to talk about the Final Four before I get out of here though. I'm gonna get out of here. It's already 2.15 in the morning. I gotta get this show online. I gotta to go to bed for a few hours. Fuck. But before I go, I want to give you guys my final four synopsis real quick. Uh, obviously, we got a uh, little bit of a surprise final four. We got South Carolina and Gonzaga, and we've got North Carolina against uh, Oregon. I don't think a lot of people expected those matchups, me included. I don't even want to talk about my boys, but at least we lost to a final four team. So at least we didn't lose to Lehigh. We lost to South Carolina, and they made it, they made it to a final four. So I feel good about that anyway. At least a little bit justified, just vindic- vindicated, I should say. But um, I'm going to pick South Carolina in that game. I, that's a that's to me a total pick 'em game. I, I can see Gonzaga winning, but I could definitely see South Carolina winning. I think South Carolina on the perimeter is too tough defensively. I don't think South. I don't think Gonzaga's seen anything like South Carolina's defense this year. And let's be honest, Gonzaga's not been that good. I mean, let's be let's be fair. Let's be real. Let's call it like we see it. Gonzaga has not. Has not I repeat has not been that impressive let's be fair they had an easy bracket they struggled against North Dakota State they struggled in that first round game against North Dakota State and then they should have lost to Northwestern they got bailed out by by some dubious calls we all know which one so they easily could have lost to Northwestern and they should have lost to West Virginia they got bailed out by West Virginia. West Virginia, West Virginia they, I'll say this. West Virginia lost that game more than Gonzaga won that game. I'll say that because Gonzaga should have lost that game. West Virginia, if my man with the fucking LeBron hairline, dude that looks like he's 45 and he's 22, um, wouldn't have dribbled the fucking ball for 85 seconds, You know, maybe, just maybe, and run a fucking offensive play. I don't know. Maybe drive to the basket, get fouled, create another shot for somebody else. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, basic, you know, basketball one-on-one. You know, I don't know. Novel concept, I guess. Gonzaga would have lost that game. So, and then Xavier did their job for him and took care of Arizona for him, so they didn't even have to face Arizona. So, what exactly am I supposed to be impressed with Gonzaga? I know they got the monkey off their back, whatever. Whoop-dee-doo. And I don't hate Gonzaga. I don't. I I have a lot of respect for Mark Q. I'm not like Luke. Luke fucking hates Gonzaga. I don't hate Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga. I think they're a good story. I think they're a good team. I wish they would, you know, step up in competition and and play some better teams on a consistent basis. But for the most part, I can not hate Gonzaga. But I, I just haven't been impressed with them. I really haven't. I don't think this is a great Gonzaga team. So... I got South Carolina. I think to me, the key is the kid from Estonia. I can't remember his fucking name for the life of me. I, it, it, it kills me because I can never get his fucking name. The little white boy, the the the, 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 the sophomore for, or the freshman from Estonia. You guys know him. I think he's the X factor because I think if he plays the way he played against Florida, against South Carolina, I man, because is going to be in for a long night. So I got South Carolina. And then, uh, I can't root. I can't root. I can't root for fucking North Carolina. You guys know my feelings. I, I can't. know. Smart money says pick Carolina. Smart money says pick Carolina, but I, I just can't. I can't. I, I can't find it within myself to pick North Carolina. Even though I think if they get to a final, I think if they get to a championship game, they'll most likely win it. But I, I just can't pick again. I can't know. And I hate Oregon too, but I, I just, no. So I'm going to go with Oregon. Simply because I think... But not simply, because I can't pick against I can't pick for I can't pick North Carolina and Roy Fucking Williams. But I think the advantage that Oregon has is I think they have the two best players on the court. I think they clearly have the number one player on the court in Dylan Brooks. I think he's the best player on the court. And I think anytime you start a game with the best player, I think you have a chance. And not only that, they have the second best player in Dorsey. And Bell has been tremendous it almost feels like they don't and I know that Oregon has had a couple close calls they easily could have lost that game to Rhode Island I get that but I just think I, I was impressed with what they did against uh, Kansas and um, can we take Bill self out of the Hall of Fame please please can can we can we find can we can we wrap that up please can we stop talking about the wonderful program that is Kansas. Look, I know Kansas is a is a blue blood, is a perennial, is a perennial power. They're one of the great programs in the nation and, and in history of in the history of college basketball. I get that. But this is, my beef is more against Bill Self. Because all I ever hear is Bill Self is this wonderful coach. Kansas wins every year. Yada 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 yada. Bill Self has been at Kansas since two thousand and three. Since two thousand and three when Roy Williams left to go take the Carolina job. Bill Self has only gotten to two final fours. One a national champion. A national champion that may I add, if Memphis hits a couple free throws, we're not even talking about that said national championship. So, be that as it may, two final fours in what? 13, 14 fucking years? To me that's not good enough. Not at Kansas, especially when you get all the players or you get you, they get just as good a college pro college players. As do Kentucky as, as the as the biggest recruiters out there. So for a team like that to only have two Final Four appearances. And the thing about Kansas is they lose a lot of games they shouldn't. And I think they should have they won this game. Kansas played in Tulsa. They had a home game. Kansas had a, Kansas had a fucking home game. They played in Tulsa. You mean to tell me they can't win that fucking game? So I don't want to hear it. Kansas is overrated every year. Every year, I feel like going on a fucking rant on overrated teams. The Dodgers, the Jayhawks, Kansas is overrated. So off they go. So, But I was impressed with what Oregon did against Kansas. I think they out-physicaled them. I think they out-muscled them. I think they punked Kansas. I really do. I think they punked Kansas. I think they really took Kansas' manhood. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to do that against North Carolina. But, man, Bell is a beast, man. That dude That dude man that dude was playing like baby fucking Ben Wallace against Kansas man i don't you know but we'll see I, I i just like oregon man i think oregon has found a good groove without Bruchet. um if brooks plays the way he did against kansas against north carolina and i think i think oregon is going to try to do i don't think they're going to try to match carolina's size i think they're going to try to try to try to you know outfox carolina i think they're going to try to go small especially with brooks at the 4 and bell at the 5 I think they're going to try to, you know, present a different looks to North Carolina. Um, Barry's injury would concern me if I'm a, if I'm a if I'm a gay ass blue fan. Sorry, I mean a uh, baby blue fan. And so that injury would concern me. I mean, how how 100% is he? Who knows? It's only an ankle. I get it, but you know, we've seen Carolina without Joel Barry playing effective or being on on the court, and it's a scary sight. So we'll see, but. Um, I think we're gonna have a South Carolina Oregon final, and if that's the case, I'm going with South Carolina. Man, I'm look at me. I'm drinking the South Carolina Kool Aid. Fuck it. I've been impressed with South Carolina, and plus I like Frank Martin. Frank Martin's a it's a very good coach. Um, he's been a good coach for a long time. He had K State in many a uh, many of uh, Sweet 16 and and got to win the lead Eight with K State. So I like Frank Martin. I think he's a very good coach. Um, I've been impressed with South Carolina, the way they play. Thornwell's been the best player in this year's tournament by far. Um, I, I just think if South Carolina wins, I think it would be a pretty awesome story. So I think it's going to be South Carolina, Oregon, and South Carolina is your uh, national champion. How you like that? How you? Like- I'm in a giving mood today. I'm in a giving fucking mood, man. I'm, I'm giving national championships out to, to teams that would have never you would have never thought South Carolina would have won a fucking national championship. But here I am. I'm giving a national championship to South Carolina. I'm giving Colorado, the Colorado Rockies, a wild card spot. Who would have fucking thought? The Mariners finally making a fucking postseason, winning a division. Who would have ever thought? Yeah. The Nationals. The Nationals. Those ass clowns from DC. Winning around, finally. I, hey, I'm in a giving mood today. Maybe because I'm going to WrestleMania. Haha, <laughs> maybe. But uh, yeah, man, that is, that is my final four synopsis for you guys. But I'm going to get up out of here, man. It's getting late. I got to get to bed. I got to wake up in three and a half hours. Yes, three and a half hours. But this is how committed I am to give y'all a show. I didn't want to not give y'all a show this week. So I, I you know, I, I grinned and bared it. I did a solo show for y'all. I hope I haven't been too fucking long-winded. Um, but, you know, I gotta take another sip of the Motts. I grinned and buried it for you guys. You know, just to give y'all this fire real quick. Oh, I gotta do Fouls of the Week. So, Fouls of the Week, real quick. LeBron James and his um, cancer scare. No, he didn't have a real cancer scare. I mean, uh, you know, an elbow to the neck that you would have fucking thought that he got shot 17 fucking times in the back. I mean, really fucking LeBron? Really? Really? I mean, even for you, even for you, and LeBron is a a notorious flopper. Everybody knows this. But even for LeBron James, I mean, he outdid himself this time. I mean, if anybody didn't see it, I mean, the guy got hit. And I know he got hit, I guess, the previous play in the back, in the lower back, and then he got the elbow to the uh, shoulder blades. I mean but come on now LeBron. To get hit like that, I mean and 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 don't give me shit, cause this is a guy, you're talking to a guy that's got three bulging discs in his back. So I know back pain. Trust me. I live with it every fucking day. I know it. Trust. <laughs> I know. But come on, Bron. Come on, LeBron. Come on now. You're better than that, bro. You're but you're you're better than that. You know you are. Come on now, dude. So That's LeBronica for you guys. That's LeBronica, man. So my foul of the week, LeBron James and his um, cancer scare. Yep, that's my foul of the week. But I'm going to get up out of here, man, uh, before I start dozing off on the air for y'all, man. But go ahead, man. Follow the show on Facebook at The Technical Foul Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at the TF Podcast One. We're trying to get the Twitter page booming. We're trying to get it hopping. So if you like the show... And you love what we do, man. Go ahead and support us on social media. Follow us on on, on Facebook, like I said. Follow us on Twitter. And you know, if you want to listen to the show, if you want to pass the show along to your friends, your families, your boys, your guys, your, you know, your 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 baby daddy, your your mistress, whatever. Hey, man, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course Google Music. So we're everywhere, man. We're everywhere. So. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Um, we do this for our fans. You know, we do this for the you know the 17 fans we have, but we're growing. We're growing. We're growing. We got a hundred some people, but uh, we do this for y'all, man, for real. We do this for y'all, man. We we do this for y'all. We love doing what we do right now. Um, we're trying to build this podcast. We're trying to grow with it. It's a it's a lifelong dream of mine, and and we're just trying to make it happen, man. We're trying to give you guys unfiltered, uncensored sports talk, our opinions. The way we see it you know have to agree with us but you know we, we always try to keep it real man and that's that's the that's the, i guess that's the biggest thing that we can say we always try to keep it real with y'all man we, we don't have any any agendas we have biases of course <laughs> but we don't have any agendas man we try to keep it real with y'all and present present our views on sports and so we appreciate you guys listening man for real we appreciate you guys listening we appreciate all the guys that all the people that sends us uh Positive or constructive feedback. You know, they message us. They tell us how much they love the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, man. Thank you for real. I mean, it. it's it's, it's truly humbling, man. For real. It is really, truly humbling. So, with that said, I'll get the hell up out of here. Enough with this long winded ass explanation, but I love y'all, man. Keep supporting the show. Remember, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, on Facebook, The Technical File Podcast, on Twitter, at DTF Podcast 1. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see y'all next week with the gang. We'll be here in full effect. Hopefully, no technical difficulties. I will plan, 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 plan against that. So we will have the we will have the whole team back ready to go next week. So thank you once again, and uh, good night or good morning.